Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This week on the Chicago Bears Review, a post-game locker room blowout has our beloved in a state of flux as they prepare to head to Foxborough to finish off the first half of the year against Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. Can the Bears shake off their worst loss of the year, or will they dig themselves a deeper hole? All of this and so much more on the Week 8 preview episode of the Chicago Bears Review. So the first half of the season is drawing to a close and many Bear fans, including myself, are saying that this is a team in dire need of a bye week. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. back the week eight preview episode of the Chicago Bears review. And as our beloved um, conclude the first half of the 2014 schedule, we are in a a losing record three and four. and, and, you know, if you looked at the schedule at the beginning of the year and, and I told you that the Bears were going to be three and four, you would have most likely concluded that we won all three of our home games and were crap on the road. And, and instead, it's it's just the opposite. We lost all three of our home games and we've been outstanding uh, on the road and, and, and against some pretty good home teams like the 49ers. Uh, we should have beat the, We should be undefeated on the road. Actually, we should have. We should have beaten the Panthers. Uh, you know, we went ahead and beat the Jets, who, even though they were eight and eight last year, they were six and two uh, in the Meadowlands uh, last year. And of course, we dismantled Atlanta in our best game uh, of the year. But uh, we backed up our best game of the year in Week Six with a giant turd of a game in Week Seven against the Miami Dolphins at home. Uh, Post, you know, uh, po- polishing that one off, I should say, with a very public uh even though they didn't do it in front of reporters but a very public post-game blowout where there was lots of uh shouting and uh you know some exchanging of words and uh you know it was uh quite an interesting scene it's been an interesting week uh as uh you know in chicago to be a bear fan uh uh, the discussion of uh, mark tressman losing control of the locker room and and how that's going to affect the rest of the season and, and quite frankly how it could affect the ability to hang on to his job depending on how these last nine weeks of the season go for the Bears. So uh, if if this this blowout turns out to be the springboard to the to the Bears circling the bowl for the rest of the, the season, that very well could cost Mark Tressman uh, his job. But then again, it also could be the springboard to a – a you know major redemption on on the part of the uh 
on the Bears if if that blowout and uh, that very public turmoil uh, becomes uh, something that the Bears can rally around as as that being the major low point of the season, not only losing at home uh, to what many people feel is an inferior football team, but uh, you know to have that uh, their their dirty laundry aired out in front of the aired out in the public uh, for them to, to to rally around uh, that and uh, turn the season around is uh, you know it could go either way. So, but we're we're looking at the extremes here and um, how the Bears could uh, bounce back from that. So. Um, You know, I'm going to do what I can to try to keep this week's show a bit short. Um, I don't have much to talk about in the news and notes section, just just one little bit. So we're going to go ahead and combine that with the and just roll right into the uh, into the preview. Uh, Not much to I mean, the injury report, let's just go ahead and take care of that right away is uh, about half the size as it's been lately. But all the names on the list are starters or full-time players uh, Martellus Bennett hasn't practiced yet this week with a hamstring injury not sure when that happened uh, John Bostic Lance Briggs have been limited in practice so at least they're back out on the field uh, Chris Conti with a shoulder injury um, has been was full go on on Wednesday so uh, that looks promising as far as him getting back out on the field and they finally gave him a week off uh, against the Dolphins and uh, hopefully that means that he'll have the juice to go all 60 minutes against the Patriots if he ends up playing. Uh, Kyle Fuller, um, I don't think they've given a timetable on Kyle Fuller's. He's got, he had like a hip flexor and a hand, like he broke his hand uh, against the uh, Dolphins on Sunday, but I haven't heard much of a time frame. Uh, We do know that the hand injury was not surgical, so they don't have to, you know, have season ending surgery or or anything like that so hopefully it's something that he can bounce back from quickly and then finally Danny McRae with a knee injury hasn't practiced yet this week so only six names on the list but all of them starters or you know guys that touch the field quite a bit like McRae and uh and Bennett so the New England Patriots are are notorious or I guess to say Belichick is notorious for having a laundry list of names if somebody's got a hangnail they're on the uh the injury list and i think that uh belichick does that just to mess with the nfl sometimes because you got tom brady uh with an ankle injury but he was full participation brandon browner with an ankle injury full participation dan Connolly, one of their offensive linemen uh limited in practice dominique easley one of their defensive linemen uh limited uh with a shoulder injury uh let's see dante hightower limited with a knee injury he was full participation actually he was full participation uh, Chandler Jones, the guy that I wish the Bears had selected instead of Shea McClellan. Uh, he was actually taken one pick later. Uh, the Bears drafted McClellan at 19. The Patriots took Chandler Jones at 20. Uh, I wanted Chandler Jones for a couple of reasons. Number one, we needed a pass rusher. And number two, I just thought it would have been cool to have uh, UFC light heavyweight champion John Jones's younger brother on our football team. I thought that would have been cool to be able to go to Soldier Field and, and have a chance to Oh, look, there's John Jones, and, uh, you know, he's over there chilling on the sideline watching his brother play football. That'd be cool. So, but there are two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve names on the list for the Patriots, and uh, most of them are, are full participation, so 
not really even sure why most of them are on the list, to be completely honest, but that's what Tom uh, Tom Brady, that's what Bill Pelichek likes to do with his injury report. I think he's one of those coaches that believes that, uh, you know, that they shouldn't post injury reports. So I think there was there was one point that there was a story on ESPN where he put something like 26 names on the injury report, which for those of you scoring at home is half the football team. So, uh, you know, anybody that had anything wrong with them, he put them on the injury report just to let the press chew on that or the gamblers because that's what many people think that the injury report is for because gambling is a huge industry, especially with the NFL so that's why injury reports are out there because no other league in sports posts an injury report. So, or at least not one before every single game. So, anyway, that's uh, that's the injury report. Let's go ahead and 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 dive right into this thing head first. We got our news and notes section, then we'll roll right into the preview with the Bears and the Patriots for week number eight. <laughs> When the schedule came back, uh, came out in April, I should say, I had this one circled on the calendar. Uh, there it is, week number eight, the game just before the bye. We're on the road. We're at Foxborough. This is going to be an important game for the Bears because, uh, you know, you, you expect Tom Brady and the Patriots to be in a good position, to be one of the better teams, especially in the um, the weaker AFC uh, conference that uh, this would be a good measuring stick because Tom Brady and the Patriots are consistently one of the better football teams in the league every year and they're virtually unbeatable at home pretty much no matter what kind of season they have overall chances are season ticket holders for Foxborough go and get to see eight games and walk away with at least seven victories so uh, this will be a good test for the Bears, a measuring stick to see where they are uh, against one of the league's better teams. Didn't think that this was going to be a must-win game, especially going into the bye, heading into uh, a division-heavy second half of the schedule. We have five of our six division games in the second half uh, of the season, and you know. It, we're we're under the mark right now we're three and four i thought the bears would be a five and three football team at worst in the first half of the season five and three at worst and here we are three and four we need to win just to break even on the first half uh, of the schedule and it, it, it hasn't been uh it hasn't been pretty either and uh just gross inconsistency but tell you the truth we'll talk more about that next week after this football game when we have our uh, first half review uh, episode to talk about the first eight games and God knows we'll have plenty to talk about uh, after those first eight games but quickly as we move along here the uh, the one news and note thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, Brian Erlacher went on the radio uh, the new uh, sports talk station in Chicago 87.7 I think it's the talkers or, or something like that um, goes on air and you know, I, I you knew they were going to go to him about something like this, uh, the the big blowout in the locker room. Uh, all of the, the former Bear players that are in touch with the media all having something to say uh, about it. Uh, Coach Ditka uh, trashing Mark Tressman because of the whole rotating captains thing. 
you know, which I, I agree with. There should be, you know, you guys pick a lane and stick with it as far as who your captains are instead of, you know, being uh, being nice about it, which is how a lot of people are looking at it, that, you know, Trustman's trying to be fair to, to let everyone have a chance to be captain or, or, you know, I hope that's not the case. I just think that, I you know, I hope that's not true. I just, you know, think that, the you know, they make you know each week there's there should be a different captain because each each week there's you know somebody would be a better captain this week because of their matchup or whatever i hope that's more the philosophy as opposed to trying to keep it fair because there's no room for fair in football you, you, you know there's winners and losers and uh there's leaders and followers and and uh you know, just because you're a follower doesn't mean you can't play football. It just means you shouldn't be out in front trying to lead the troops. And uh, I think that uh, having this rotating captain thing leaves the Bears susceptible to stuff like that. But uh, Erlacher goes on the radio because, you know, they were going to ask him uh, about the uh, blowout. And, um, you know, Erlacher is kind of turning into Gale Sayers uh, for me. He's a beloved former Chicago Bear. Uh, you know, he's one of the greats. He'll be in the Hall of Fame, or at least he should be. I don't think there should ever be a discussion or a debate on whether or not Erlacher belongs there. He absolutely does. Uh, he'll, you know, he'll be a guy that uh, it will be in the discussion for one of the top bears ever, you know, for as long as people have breath in their lungs. Uh, but his, his tenure outside of the organization has been a tenuous one at best to where he's, he's spent a lot of his time uh, saying negative things or saying stupid things uh, and, and just kind of saying them in a way that that makes you like makes me this is why I'm doing it this is why I'm talking about it makes me not like Brian very much uh, because of the way he handles uh, these things uh, well you know the way that it reads because I didn't get a chance to listen to it but I read about the about the things that he said uh, you know it, very much in, in a in a in a we're better than you uh or uh you know kind of vibe to it where well lovey would have never allowed uh that would have never happened under lovey the the brandon marshall uh outburst and olin Krutz would have never allowed such a thing uh in the locker room and and you know we 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 just it was so much better when we were there when 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 we were in charge and we were running things it was so much better our my head coach was way better than the head coach that they have now and our locker room leaders were way better than the ones that we have now and it's just uh you know like he's enjoying the fact that the bears are melting down uh or appear to be melting down uh at this point um in the season and it just you know if he didn't sound like he was enjoying it so much if it sounded more like it was depressing him uh, than it does, uh, you know, the other because it, it, it feels like it's the other way around. He's he's really digging the fact that the Bears are coming apart at the seams here, that uh, they can't seem to get it together on defense, and it started basically right after he left the team, uh, that that all of a sudden the Bears can't play defense, and that you know what used to be the heart and soul of the football team now has become one of its major weaknesses. So, you know, and, and, and as I said, if, if it didn't seem like he was enjoying it so much, I don't think I would have much of a, a problem with it. But like I said, he's turning into Gail Sayers, who is more of the crotchety old man who can't give anybody credit uh, for being good in anything. Like he would, 
you know, you guys have heard me talk about it before and, and with uh, uh, Gail Sayers, like, refusing to give Devin Hester his due. Like, well, you, you know, is Devin Hester the best kick returner in the history of the, at the, you know, in the history of the league? Or, you know, it was like, no, I was. I was the best. I am the best in the history of the league. He's like, really, dude? You haven't played in 60 years, and you can't give it, give it up to the guy that's doing it now? Really? He wore the same uniform as you, and you can't give it to him? No, no, you can't. He just, uh, you know, because I'm Gail Sayers, and I was the best no matter what. It's like, well, to hell with Gail Sayers then. And right now it's kind of working its way to, you know, to hell with Brian Urlacher. You just need to get over yourself, dude. Seriously, it's, it's uh, you know, this, this pouty, uh, uh, you know, thing where it's kind of like, uh, you know, siblings, and you're happy to see that your, 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 your big brother is, is screwing up or that he got in trouble uh, and, and things like that. It just seems petty and childish the way that he seems to be enjoying the Bears not doing well without him and uh you know or like the bears are paying their penance for for casting him away and you know because he had to leave on uh on someone else's terms instead of being able to walk out on his own uh it, it's time to get over it now so uh i just wanted to talk about that for a moment before we got into the preview here and um you know this is going to be Way more important of a football game than I thought it was going to be heading into it. Uh, I talked briefly, you know, you heard me say just a few minutes ago why I was I was looking forward to this game and uh, was expecting a much different football team than the one we got uh, in the first seven weeks uh, of the season. And, uh, you know, I, more than anything, I just want to get this game over with so the Bears can have their break, they can have their bye, and move into a second half of the season where they have five home games. Uh, they only have three of those games on the road, and two of them are against division opponents. We're, we're heading to, uh, you know, we, we got uh, Green Bay. Well, actually, all three of them are division opponents. We got Green Bay, Minnesota, and Detroit. Those are our road games uh, for the remainder uh, of the uh, of the season. And... Uh, you know, though we've got our five games at home, we got the uh, we got our th- uh, th- we got three of our we got all four of our division uh, opponents, and uh, we got the Cowboys and the Saints uh, in the second half of the schedule uh, as well. So it's um, you know it's a favorable schedule, especially since the the opponents are familiar. Uh, the opponents are at home, and especially with the Cowboys and and the Saints, we got them outdoors in in you know uh december in in the elements where they're not very good football teams even though the cowboys are pretty much playing better than anybody uh at this point but um this game's you know i worry about it a lot more than i than i thought i was going to uh at this point and mostly because of what i talked about uh briefly uh, on the review episode of the dolphins game tim jennings saying you know this is a football team or uh, I think he was just talking about the defense, but it's a football team without an identity uh, at this point. Last year, it was obvious that the, the defense was was a weakness. It was an Achilles heel for the team, but we had an offense that could keep up with anybody last year. You know, averaging nearly 29, 30 points a game, when you're averaging that in a game, you're going to be in just about every ball game. So, and, and that's the position that the Bears were in last year. We were able to put up the points. We just couldn't stop people 
from scoring. We should have won at least two or three games more than we did uh, last year and walked away with the division instead of struggling as an 8-7 and seven team to win in Week 17 to make the playoffs uh, last year. It was such an aggravating season. And this one is twice as aggravating because the one thing that we thought we could depend on going into the season has been, you know, honestly, probably even more inconsistent than the defense. You know, the defense still has a lot of work to do, uh, but they, they're not as wildly inconsistent as the offense has been. And they're, they're even inconsistent in football, in, in games, not just game to game, but in a game. They can come out firing, guns blazing, moving down the field, 13 plays, six minutes. You know, Cutler hit four different receivers. They ran the ball well, boom, in the end zone, seven points, and then can't figure out how to do it again until it's too late kind of thing and then you know we can't do anything at home we go on the road and play like champions uh it's just it's 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 an aggravating football team uh to watch and we don't know who we're going to get you know i made the joke last week that uh, the dolphins were the jekyll and hyde team uh because they they come out and they stomp the patriots into the hole and, and then can't figure out how to win a football game until they play the oakland raiders who haven't beaten anybody uh, this year it was you know you kind of circled the w uh on the on the calendar when uh when the when the, the the raiders come to town so you know and they 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 came out and they they mopped the field with us uh on sunday in our own place leading to the the low point of the season which was the blowout in the locker room that was uh you know basically bear witness by the entire press corps uh, of the chicago bears and uh that's you know led to the the headlines and of course the, when the bears make national headlines it can never be good it's it's always something ridiculous or something bad like this like here i am on my couch thursday morning i got sports center going on in the background and the big you know headline cuz you know they have that ticker on the side that tells you what stories are coming up coming up on sports center angry bears in a picture of jay cutler's face so they're going to talk about it again uh, today with the uh, the Bears and their emotional state heading into this game uh, against the Patriots. So, you know, honestly, that's why the show is going to be a little bit shorter this week because it's 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 not about strategy this week. It, it, it really isn't, you know, because it's simple. You have to contain what Tom Brady does on offense because it all goes through it all goes through him. They don't have, a, you know, a super powerful running game they uh you know it's it's all about bottling up tom brady and what he does on the offensive side of the ball and and on defense it's it's about trying to outsmart bill belichick because he's one of those genius defensive coordinator types that will you know that will change up his scheme from week to week based on who he's playing so he's he's one of those guys that will tailor make his his defensive game plan for the team that he's playing that week. So the Bears are strength-wise a passing football team with Marshall and Jeffrey and Bennett if he's healthy on Sunday and with Forte coming out of the backfield. So he's going to tailor make his his game plan to counteract that and probably force the Bears to be running the football, which is the weakness on the offensive side of the ball, then passing. Uh, the football to try to keep us doing that so 
you know, probably have a lot of three-man, you know, three-man rushes when dropping eight into coverage in zone. So the Bears are forced to, you know, try to run the ball a bit more than they have to. That's the kind of stuff you can expect from Belichick and company. But for the Bears, it's it's more about an emotional state of mind because with the week that we're coming off of, the embarrassment of losing at Miami, or losing against Miami at home in front of our people, our people booing us off of the field at halftime and at the end of the football game, you know, the stadium being about 80% empty, you know, in the, in the last few minutes of the fourth quarter because Bear fans had had enough and they bailed uh, on the game. It, it's more about coming out and basically getting your heart back because the Miami Dolphins took it from us and – you know, it, it's it's not a good, not a good state of mind, especially with the bye week coming up. It's important to have to carry some momentum into that second week of the season. I mean, forget the fact that we play the Packers to start the second half of the year. Just just forget that for the moment. With the way that this season has gone in the first half, it is it is essential that something positive happens at the end of this first half of the season you need the momentum and i said like i said it's not about strategy it's not about game plan or schemes or anything like that i mean that's what it's about for you know how to win the game but why to why we need to win the game is way more important than how we're going to do it you know it's just it's that's how big this game is emotionally for the bears this is what this is why this game is important. We need to go, and we're, we're, we're Bears, right? So we need to go and get our growl back because we got a bunch of uh, cute, fluffy teddy bears right now. That's how we're viewed upon. Nobody is afraid of the Chicago Bears. No one. And we need to go and reverse that trend, get the growl back, stomp Tom Brady and the Patriots into the ground on, in Foxborough in front of the world on Sunday. Because with, with the, the, the East Coast bias thing, with Brady and the Patriots being at home, there's probably going to be more people than usual watching this game uh, on Sunday. And, uh, you know, the Bears need to make a statement. Uh, they need to make a statement and show the world the season is not over. We're not done. We're just fine. And not only are we fine, we're beating the Patriots in their home field where they don't lose football games. And um, emotionally, it's way more important that the Bears win uh, than it is um, than it is about uh, you know standing in in the in in the, in the division standings and, and things like that. I mean, obviously, that's the main reason to win. But here, it's it's a far more it's far more important for our emotional state than it is for our state in the standings and keeping pace. Uh, with the Packers and the and the Lions, who are two games ahead of us uh, in the division, it's far more important that we win on Sunday for our own peace of mind going into that second half of the season, going into the break, having that being the lasting image between now and the moment we step on the field on Sunday night against the Packers, uh, you know, in two weeks. So that's why it's more important than you know. I'm not going to waste time going into strategy and game plan and all the rest of that stuff the bears need to come out and play their game on sunday okay aside from the falcons game we've pretty much had the game dictated to us 
And in games like the the 49ers and the Jets, we were able to turn that around and make it work for us to come out on a positive end. Aside from the Falcons game, we have not played our game against anybody this year. And that is what the Bears want to do more than anything to help build the confidence, to control the pace of the football game, and take it to the Patriots and win the damn thing. So we are, it is entirely capable. It is not out of the out of the realm of possibility that we'll win on Sunday. The Patriots are better than us right now, but uh, we have enough talent to beat anybody on our schedule. It is possible the Bears could go 16-0. and That's what I believe and how I think of our, of our football team. It's obviously not gone that way even remotely. I mean, I thought we'd lose five games all year, and here we are of four games, you know, four losses looking at a fifth one going into the f- end of the first half of the season let alone what this thing could turn out to be if the snow if you know we continue to snowball downhill so that's my thoughts with the preview it's to hell with the x's and o's go out there play your game dictate to the patriots instead of being dictated to uh you know by all of our opponents go out there and establish you know an emotional an emotional baseline with the patriots bring it to them and you know show some heart show some determination be ready to play when the first snap goes instead of trying to to catch up after the the other team shows us that they came ready to play and we didn't let's go out there and make it happen and get the victory and go into the second half of the season invigorated and ready to go uh when we take on the packers in two weeks so that's going to do it for the preview episode of the chicago bears review we'll be back on let's say monday we'll be back on now make it tuesday we'll be back tuesday with the review episode um we'll and we'll see how it goes we'll 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 have a little we'll sit down and we'll have a chat we'll talk about how the first half of the season ended against the patriots in foxborough uh knee-jerk reactions should be interesting so you don't want to miss that and um and, you know, be sure to, to, to listen in if you don't hear me uh, tomorrow morning uh, with Doug Wagner on the WMT Morning Show uh, in Cedar Rapids. You can hear that on the iHeartRadio app or you can uh, check it out at 600.wmtradio.com to hear our preview segments, usually around 8.30 uh, Central Time uh, in the mornings on Friday and then again on Monday. That's really going to be the one that you want to hear because we're really going to be talking about, man, what a turnaround for these Bears to, like, Oh, geez, I am not looking forward to the second half of the season at all. So what will my reactions be? We'll be back on Tuesday to find out. So until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. 
Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.